Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Athos Podcast. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. All right, going off of branding and branding ideas and bad branding ideas, we're going to do the 15 worst marketing blunders of all time. Let's start off with number one, New Coke. New Coke tampered with a century-old formula that, despite failing market shares, still resonated soundly with the public. What made New Coke such a bad marketing idea is that it essentially celebrated 100 years of popular product by throwing out the formula that people had grown to love and replacing it with something unproven. Its creation was inadvertent admission that the primary competitor, Pepsi, had won the Cola Wars, something the choice of the new generation quickly took advantage of when doing battle with a soda pop originator. Coca-Cola executives soon learned that, the mis- uh, that it was a huge mistake and brought back the old formula. Anybody remember old Coke? Sorry, the old new Coke. <laughs> Two, Honda Asimo. Honda Asimo might actually be that bad idea if Honda could ever get the kinks worked out. It was approximately four feet tall, 119 pounds, astronaut child capable of a wide range of movements, endangering the butler profession not only for a tiny little setback, it was very clumsy. YouTube and a variety of other videos, uh, video streaming sites proudly display the very public screw-ups of the Asimov in all their glory. Maybe a better use of Honda's marketing efforts would be to take the Asimov on the road <laughs> as part of a new robotic slapstick comedy tour. That's actually a pretty good idea. Circuit City DivX, or Digital Video Express, was the would-be combatant to the DVD when the home market movement advanced from the VHS in the late 1990s. Circuit City, you know, the failed big electronics big box store, lost more than $114 million in the venture. They went out of business in 2009. The DivX format was not unlike the DVD, except you had to buy the disc for around 4 bucks. It'd be playable for 48 hours after the first watch. From there, you had to purchase additional playtime. And the machine itself would tie up your phone line, which at the time was the only way you had of logging onto the internet. Viewers found the machine entirely too complicated to understand and opted instead to just buy a DVD, a format that would allow you to simply buy the title and watch it over and over and over again. Boy, that that was a catastrophic idea. They saw a chance there to take advantage of a new technology and totally overcharge. That was a big miss. Ads Diet Candy. After strong sales showing in the appetite suppressive market in the 70s, the ads brand had the unfortunate circumstance of continuing to find the right audience right around the time that AIDS was scaring everybody across the world, considering that AIDS was, at the time, a disease that withered its victims away to nothing. The fact that ads, a YDS, was sold to weight loss product, created sort of double whammy for the marketing campaign. Some of the marketing <laughs> disasters are man-made. For this one, fate seemed to play a significant role. Casa Sanchez Tattoos Marketing experts agree that San Francisco eatery Casa Sanchez would have lost millions of dollars had they not capped off the craziness surrounding their 1999 tattoo promotion. According to the campaign, if a customer got a tattoo of the Casa Casa Sanchez logo, they could eat there free for the rest of their lives. Co-owner Martha Sanchez didn't expect to be a huge response, but in April 1st, 2010, Wall Street Journal article, she quickly revealed that they quickly had to cap the number at 50. The promotion was recently revamped by Casa Sanchez, though wisely with new restrictions. The tattoo must be a certain size, the meal is only one per day, and prospects must be interviewed by Miss Sanchez to make sure they're a good fit. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, if you think about it, if you're a starving person, 
Like, that's a good investment, right? Get a tattoo, you get to eat for life. Calvin Klein's sex sell ad campaign. Sometimes a marketing failure doesn't exactly equate to financial failure. Calvin Klein proved this twice, though, uh, an unofficially titled sex sells campaign. The first occurrence was 1995 when Klein placed a teenage boy and girl in sleazy basement-esque rooms and photographed them in successive poses wearing next to nothing. So you know exactly where this went. Very, very bad idea. The Beatles' Yesterday and Today Butcher album. The Beatles' 1966 Yesterday and Today album were talking the original cover, thrust the world's favorite band into a sick and, twist, a sick and twisted light that even member George Harrison hated. The idea, known as the Butcher cover, just, uh, featured dissembled, dismembered baby dolls with meat cuts strewn all over them. The Beatles' worst-selling album, even after the cover was reissued shortly. Nevertheless, check your closets. These babies are rare, and sealed a copy of the album can sell as much as $30,000. Wow, that's a very, very strange cover. The OMG IGP Vomit Girl from Microsoft. Dean Cain starred in the 09 Microsoft ad campaign known as Oh My God, I'm Gonna Puke commercial that announced the arrival of the Internet Explorer 8. <laughs> this is so bad. The ad features a wife asking her to use her husband once he's done, which apparently has some disturbing content left over that he doesn't want to close out of. She sees the launcher and went into a vomiting frenzy. We don't have to go to the company. <laughs> Prop some humor, though. <laughs> that was so gross. Farewell to the King, Burger King, that is. The folks at BK tried to make a star out of Burger King for years, starting in 2003. And all they ever got was the same consensus reaction. Creepy. Remember the King? Of course, they didn't set out a good precedent with the King in their initial commercial. Who wants to wake up in a bed next to a guy with a head the size of Elephant Man's? First quarter 2011 sales for BK were down 6%. And while we didn't think it was fair to lay it on his throne, the King certainly had been help, hadn't been helping matters. The campaign was officially cut August 2011. Really? I thought it was still going. But that's how much like impact that that the Burger King King guy had. Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. A Pepsi advertisement featured Kendall Jenner, a leading March protester with generic message written on posters, eventually handed a Pepsi can of soda to a police officer. Pepsi said in a statement that they were trying to make a global message of unity, peace, and understanding. Clearly missed the mark and apologized. The message didn't miss the mark. It completely backfired. Social media went crazy and ranting, ranting frenzy. Pepsi seemed to keep the message generic in an effort not to support a specific cause because maybe they thought it would alienate a different cause. Either way, it didn't fare well. Above the influence, puppet on a string, the National Youth Anti-Drug Media Campaign May support a noble cause with its Above the Influence campaign launched in 2010, but one of their least powerful commercials is a counterproductive to the group's overall message. And showing Instead of showing a true horrors that occurred during repercussions to drug use, they instead used a puppet on the string advertising to show partygoers pulling on a harmful and, quite frankly, joke on a girl who had passed out from drug use. Choosing such harmless dramatization decreases the importance of their anti-drug campaign when compared to other more powerful spots. Proves the old adage, you win some, you lose some. Alright, get some nuts. Mr. T hates speedwalkers. <laughs> A market effort ceases to be effective when it displays an underlying message that is so blatantly overpowering. 
you lose sight of the product. Such as this case, as 07, Mr. T gets some nuts promotion, pro, promotion from Snickers. In this spot, Mr. T terrorizes a speedwalker with effeminate tendencies by shooting Snickers bars on, at it by a Gatling gun. In the process, he yells he pities the fool and criticizes him for his choice of exercise. Not surprisingly, it was uh, looked down upon. Oh, gosh. Tom Ford Vaginal Fragrance Ad. Taking a page from Calvin Klein's book, The Fragrance Line, from Tom Ford decided to launch an 07 campaign that consisted solely of a woman with her legs spread open. The only thing separating you from her was a special place was a bottle of the secret scent. Ugh. 14 Skittles Kill People Touch the Rainbow campaign. Skittles took a page out of the King Midas playbook with their 08 ad campaign about a guy who turns everything he touches into Skittles. The somewhat clever boy turned into a dark turn, however. The man in question bemoans a curse and Skittles touch truly is, saying that he can't hold his newborn grandson in his arm and that he accidentally killed a man on a bus he met earlier that day. He'll never see his family again. That is dark humor. Life Call. I've fallen and I can't get up. Life Call's product design was to help senior citizens. We suppose it did. But with the horribly acted 1999 commercials, maybe you remember the, I'm having chest pains. I've fallen and I can't get up. The company turned situations were meant to be serious into comedy material for just about every bad sitcom and stand-up comedian of the late 80s and early 90s. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Those podcast. I appreciate every appreciate all you listening. Make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you may be. Thank you very much. Take care.